Welcome to Two Beers In. I'm your host, J.D. Miller. This is episode 227 of the podcast. Uh, we've got a great and uh, unique show. We haven't done this in a very, very long time, so I'm pretty excited to see how this is going to happen. Uh, but joining us is Pete Schletty from Minnesota. How are you doing, Pete? Doing great. How are you? Awesome. Awesome. And Mark Jordan is joining us. Mark, are, are you in Arkansas? Are you in Memphis? Where are you today? I'm in Mississippi right now. Right now. Right now. Right. But <laughs> earlier today... I was in Arkansas and Tennessee, so it changes day to day. You're all over the map. All over. Oh, the yeah. Map. I love it. Well, guys, we have a lot to cover. We missed a week, as, as listeners know. So we have a ton we want to talk about. Plus, we're going to do something we haven't done in probably 50 episodes. Rip from the headlines, a grab bag of topics. Pretty excited to, to jump into that. Plus a game show. In honor of the Olympics. So right. I hope, Mark and, and Peter, you're up on your <laughs> Olympic trivia. No, I am not. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> this, I, yes. I don't think you need deep knowledge to, to, okay. to do well at this. Um, just a good guessing ability. Okay. Um, Michael Phelps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but first, I have to find out, what are you guys drinking? I'll, I'll start out, and I think I had this a, a few episodes ago, just uh, drinking a nice IPA, Lagunitas IPA. Uh, always a good, nice summer refreshing beverage, and for some reason, I have a bunch of it in my fridge. So down in that stuff. What are you drinking, Mark? Hey, well, I'm going to give a shout out to two beers if you'll give me the second. Uh, from the Tin Roof Brewing Company out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. First, what I am drinking: Game Day IPA. Uh, a little bit hoppy. I'm, I'm usually I kind of like uh, medium light hops, but hey, this is a very easy drinking IPA. I love it. Great name. Uh, for, especially for this time of year, any time of year. Uh, it's a specifically a fall seasonal beer that they offer. I also want to give a shout-out. I had this, and this is what I intended to be drinking tonight. They have a not-too-sweet watermelon wheat, perfect summer Ooh. beer for the South. Very good beer. The reason I'm not drinking it is because it's so good that I... You drank uh, it all already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Tin Roof Brewing Company uh, put out a couple of high-quality beers. So, yeah, nice. good stuff. All right. Schleddy, what do you got? Well, tonight I'm drinking Surly's Coffee Bender. It is an oatmeal brown ale uh, flavored with a little Guatemalan cold-pressed coffee. Um, you know, perfect uh, wake-me-up sort of beer. Um, I was thinking about, like Mark, I had a, a backup. I was going to crack open some Toppling Goliath mm. uh, following my trip down there last weekend uh, to check out their uh their offerings did you go to the brewery there uh we went to the tap room nice. they, they, they yeah. brew off site um but i i'm just going to save that for a rainy day oh, oh, nice yeah that nice. sounds exotic well mm-hmm. really good guys we're going to start our grab bag and there there's going to be a little uh stipulation here and i'm i'm starting to stop a uh, uh, a stopwatch um we probably won't follow it but i'm going to start it anyway <laughs> Um, because we're going to try to have about three minutes per topic. We don't know what the topics are going to be. Uh, everybody's come with their own, so uh, we may overlap. We may be out in left field, but we're, 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 we're going to give it a whirl. So I'm going to start. Okay. And I'm going to ask Usain Bolt, is he the best Olympian ever? Three straight golds in the 100-meter dash in three different Olympics. The announcers were saying how he is... The best Olympian ever because nobody's ever done that. Is he the best ever, Mark? 
my gut says no, and and I don't mean to diminish what the the hundred meter race, the two. I, doesn't he do the two hundred meter as well? Yeah. Um, I know he does the hunt. What? I, I don't mean to diminish that. It, tr- tremendous guy, tremendous athlete. That's just. I feel like there's so much, so many other uh, events that are di- so dynamic. Um, the, the the raw talent it takes, and ability it takes, and I know the prep. I'm not saying you know. I know he works hard at it, but. That seems like a stretch given that event versus stacked up against so many others over such a long period of time. I, I can't go with that. I, that does not, that in no way diminishes what he does. He has done and, and, and is still doing, but um, I can't. I can't say that. I can't be on board yeah. with that. He's definitely in the conversation um, yeah. up there with Michael Phelps. There's there's been a lot of nobody's ever done that before in these in these olympics um particularly uh that you know we might need to step back and evaluate the 100 meters generally been considered the test of who's the fastest man who's the fastest woman you know that's that's generally kind of seen as that and he's for him to be holding up that kind of dominance um for three straight olympics is pretty incredible Right. You know, it, but it, to me, it's it's also one of these things where it is the allure of the fastest man in the world, the hundred meter. Yeah. It's like yep. the heavyweight champion <clears throat> of the world in boxing. There's something, right. some prestige that goes with that. But, it, but what bothered me is you know the announcers in the same Olympics that Michael Phelps destroyed everybody. Right. Yeah, you know, and, and for yeah, the, the, you know the most medals, the most decorated Olympian in history. And then you've got uh, Simone Biles right. Uh, right. dominating gymnastics. Then to come and say, this guy who right. does one event, yeah. technically he does you know, the 200 and he's done the 4 by one But really, it's, it's one thing. Yeah. You know, that, that's the, the best Olympian ever where Michael Phelps dominated pretty much every discipline. I, yeah. I, don't, I, I can't go there. I can't go there. So um, you know what? We're going to move on to... Mark Jordan, give us a topic. You you know, this got a, well, it got a little press from people who are paying attention. I'm backtracking a little bit, and I know this is like dead season for the NBA. I just wanted to bring up Tim Duncan. Mm -hmm. Hey, what we, I don't think, you know, this is an era of athletes, you know, celebrated athletes, athletes who, you know, have their farewell tours. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you can go on and on. You know, David Ortiz, you think of baseball, there's a few current, recent ones. Even in the NBA, NFL, there's been, you know, Peyton Manning kind of had an unofficial closeout to his career. Mm-hmm. Tim Duncan, uh, you talk about a guy, <clears throat> he- head down, humble, one of the greats of all time. Uh, and, and, and I just, you know, I don't know if I have a good question to ask here. Uh, are we going to see? I guess maybe my question is: Are we going to see anything like what we saw Tim Duncan in the last two decades? That kind of dominance, uh, play for a team, his whole career, head down, a business-like yeah. approach. You know, the put up the champion. I mean, five championships right, right. there with right there with some of the big names of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- those kind of stats, uh, career stats, championships, and then that kind of attitude with one team. I mean, what? What do you? What do you guys? How do you guys feel uh, about you know Tim Duncan? Yeah, I, 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 you know, he did it so quiet in a sport mm-hmm. that's right. so loud. Yeah, you know, I mean, really, yeah. it, it is. It's it's a very look at me type of sport, mm-hmm. and he he was never. I mean, announcing his retirement from some video blog at his kitchen table. You know, right. I, 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 
have nothing but respect for that guy. And I, I hope we'll see it again in basketball. I'm not quite sure if we will. I, I think we may see that in baseball still. Yeah, um, sure. Just the longevity. Um, yeah. You're not going to see that longevity clearly in football. But I think you can in baseball. And there's a lot of young guys mm-hmm. um, who, who can be that. You know, a Mike Trout uh, yeah, is, yeah. is one that pops yeah. in my head. Um, but yeah, I, I think we will, but boy, I, I, it, it's one of these things when we have a guy like, um, Peyton Manning retire, we've, we've got a guy like, you know, Tim Duncan, you know, retire yeah. and, and these people who were larger than life for so long. Right. I don't think we appreciate, you know, yeah. how great we had it to, to be able to watch them for so long. Well, and, and things have changed so much on so many different levels. You talk about playing that length of time for one team and given the state of the business of basketball right now, how many great players are really going to finish out a career with one team? Um, that's, is that era over with, uh, you know, Tim Duncan playing four years in college, you know, he, he comes from that era when that was not unheard of and now it is. Um, you know, I think he, we're going to see players of his caliber, in certain categories, but I don't know how many are going to tick all of those boxes that he ticked, you know, the, the humble workmanlike attitude, the putting in his time in college and getting the fun, like the, just the Mr. Fundamentals, um, you know, uh, sticking with a team, winning five championships, uh, with one team. I don't know if that's going to be done uh, for quite some time. All right. Next question, Pete, this is up to you. Let's roll it back to the Olympics. We talked a few weeks ago, a month or so ago, about how all the troubles that Rio was having and settling, you know, setting up for these Olympics with whether it's security or the Zika virus or the cleanliness of the water and the facilities. And here I've been watching the Olympics for the last week, just getting caught up in the pomp and circumstance and the and the majesty of, of this competition. And it just seems like things just sort of have a way of carrying forward on their own. Um, the past Olympics have had sort of those naysayers and, and, and doom predictors. Uh, and then they end up kind of going off without a hitch. Um, you know, we've heard about minor little stories about like Ryan Lochte and those other guys getting, uh, there's you know, been a few robberies. There's, there's been, been a few, few robberies. <laughs> a few robberies. It sounds like uh, some of that was maybe people uh, going where they shouldn't have been. But um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, did, did, uh, watching the Olympics, do you feel caught up in it, or are you sort of feeling like they're covering up all the? All the weak spots here. You know, it's it's funny for me. I, I've watched it pretty much every single night. Yeah. And I, I'm glued to my TV. And I think it gets to a point for many people. And honestly, you can say it's about the NFL as well, that they don't want to f- even think or consider those th- other things. They just want to watch the sport and watch the excellence that they've, they're tuning in for. And maybe they'll check the news later to see, okay, what's going on? Is the water bad? What about the mosquitoes? Yeah. But that's, they, they want to enjoy it. And just like the NFL, they don't want to think about concussions. They don't want to think yeah. about, you know, uh, any of the legal issues around the NFL right now, they just want to watch the game and enjoy it. So that's where I am. I think after the games are over, we're going to hear some crazy, crazy stories. Oh yeah. Mark. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have much intelligence to add uh, beyond what JD said. I feel much the same way. Well, you're throwing that. (laughs) 
I was, intelligence. I, I was the intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll take. That's it. what you want to call it. No, I, you know, before you're, you're I, a runner and you're intelligent, JD. Yeah. We've learned this today. Yeah, <laughs> I'm wearing a shirt that says uh, "Running Club," and we all f- very well know that I am not a runner. It might as well say "Seminary School" on the front of it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! No, I, um, you know, certainly leading up to the Olympics, there was a lot of. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I hate to call you scaremonger. There was a lot of fear talk about, wow, just, you know, what, what's about to unfold, just all kinds of mayhem. And, and yeah, the, the story with Lochte and the robbery, uh, the Greenwater, those have kind of grabbed the headlines a little bit. But um, certainly it's it's not risen or fallen to the level that we, you know, I think some people thought it might. But yeah, I, I'm with totally with JD. It, it, this is all over. I, certainly this is not going to be the cleanest or f- finest uh you know this is this, this isn't the um gonna go off just as, as sweetly as some of the recent ones so i had not definitely not the disaster some people predicted but um it, it, there, there's i think there's more issues beneath the surface mm-hmm. all right next question that's back to me speaking of the olympics what's your favorite moment of the olympics so far and i it's tough because for me like every night has has something that has been catching Incredible. my attention, but um, I, I'll start with you, Peter. What do you think? Oh man, um, like pretty much every American, um, I pay attention to gymnastics for two weeks every four years. <laughs> um, but you couldn't help but get swept up in the in the all around gold. Um, that was that was pretty incredible. Those. And, and what you hear from people who are in the know in the gymnastics world is just how uh, once in a lifetime that team is and how well put together they are, that there were so many uh, in the running for that spot, they could have swapped out two or three positions on that team and still won the gold. Um, that, that team's pretty stacked. Yeah, for, for me, it's the, the visual of Simone Manuel getting her gold medal. Yeah. And you, you see the tears flowing mm-hmm. from both of her eyes and she had that lip quiver. Like, yeah, it, it like I, I'm sitting there and, you know, it's well documented. I'm a crier anyway. <laughs> and, you know, I'm tearing up. I look over at my wife and she's all teared up. It was just <laughs> so neat to, to yeah. see that type of of just oh, overwhelming yeah. emotion and history. You know, yeah. Oh, totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. Uh, do you yeah. have one, Mark? Play, well, playing off of you guys, and I'm, I don't want to single in on one. The, the Simones, uh, what they both of them have done, have, have been great. Uh, you know, and historic. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I feel like there's something about, I just, and I love our our national anthem. And I feel mm-hmm. like when you hear that play, and you see the athletes who uh, have had such a tough journey, and and then that moment when they, you know, they've meddled uh, the the uh, national anthem is playing uh, in mm-hmm. the background, and they, you know, they're emotional. It's 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 uh, it, it, I mean, it tugs something at you pretty deep. So, you know, it, it strikes me there's there's there was talk leading up to the Olympics about players who were, you know, whether it's golfers or uh, uh, basketball players who were sitting this Olympics out, uh, you know, for whatever reason that they gave. But, you know, probably because they didn't want to be down in Rio. Um, and it strikes me when watching some of these events that, you know, these some of these athletes, this is their one shot. You know, they've been working their whole life for this. You know, it's not as easy for them 
if you're a swimmer, you're a runner, you're a diver, um, to say, you know what, I'm going to sit this out. You right. know, they they really have to have to, you know, go through with it, and to see them uh, succeed is pretty amazing. All right, yeah. we're going to you, Mark. What do you got? I was I told myself I was going to stay away from baseball, but <laughs> I, I just can't. I just can't. All right, we're in mid-August. Um, you know what's going to happen here? I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a primer on what's going to happen the next two and a half months. We're going <laughs> to we're going to just hear me out here. Right. We're going to stumble through another six or so weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the Pittsburgh Pirates and the St. Louis Cardinals are going to wind up in a tie for the second wild card. Uh, they're going to have a one-game playoff to see who plays the Los Angeles Dodgers for the one-game wild card in the NL, which is going to push everything back a day. Uh, then the playoffs are going to evolve from there. We're going to fight our way through October, get to a Cleveland Indians versus Chicago Cubs World Series. Ooh. We're going to get a little, a little punching match. The Cleveland Indians, with home field advantage, are going to fight their way to a 3-2 advantage. Uh, take home field back to game six, where they finish it off uh, with a game six win, win the series 4-2 to over the Cubs. Somewhere around November 2nd or November 3rd, uh, Rob Manfred and everyone else with MLB will sit there with their arms crossed and a smug look on their face, cheering on the Indians, celebrating another successful season while a good bit of the country has turned their attention completely on something else, mostly college or NFL football. My thought is, is it time, finally, do we address, is there a way to get the MLB season done somewhere by October 15th to 20th? I, I think you need to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you need to. I but you, in your scenario though, I think is not going to help because <laughs> yeah, that's if the Cubs. <laughs> that's true, and and Indians. If yeah. the Cubs yeah. are in it, my gosh, you know, I yeah. think the the entire country is going to pay. You know, at least keep an eye on it. Right. Um, and I also think it's really cute that you think the Cardinals, who have gone what ten and ten over the last twenty games, are going to, uh, to make that wild card. But sure, sure. Okay. They're tied for the second wild card now, or they were coming into the night. They, they so. are tied as we record, yeah. but still. Um, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I know. I'm just, it was a, it's a scenario. But hey, you, that's the thing. You throw in rainouts, uh, you throw in rainouts, goofy things with the games, and it just it keeps pushing and pushing and pushing. Well, and I, I, here's something to, to consider, and you know, keep in mind the NBA season's too long still anyway. Yeah. But. They, they've got summer league where yeah. they're, they're figuring stuff out. Do that. Do a, a you know your grapefruit league earlier. Yeah, you know, your cactus league earlier, and then you can start the season you know a little bit earlier if you can. Now, if you're in Minnesota and you're playing outdoors, yeah. April's going to be difficult. April's difficult here. It's difficult in Chicago. It's difficult in Boston. You know, um, yeah. there's a lot of places that April is difficult. I don't remember. I, I mean, this this feels like such a recent phenomenon too. I mean, I remember as a, 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 a not that long ago that the season did feel like it was over by Halloween. Yeah. You know, it was definitely over by Halloween. It was over by you know maybe mid October. Um, maybe I'm wrong on that, but it, I mean, it just feels like it's 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 wait. The games are way too long. Um, I don't know. We've had conversations about that in the past, how to change that up. I mean, I tend to be a little bit of a traditionalist when it comes to baseball and, and kind of let thing, let the chips fall where they may and play the game as it's meant to be played. Um, but with TV contracts, like you say, the teams that are uh, yeah. you know, getting the, the big bucks. 
Yeah, it's tough. All right, to you, Pete. Last one. To me, you know, what's the first few weeks of this NFL season going to look like? I'm thinking about, you know, Brady being suspended. I'm thinking about these uh, PED interviews uh, that are being requested of Clay Matthews and Julius Peppers and uh, and others. Um, you know, Denver having kind of this quarterback uh mystery what you know what are things gonna look like for them i just feel like uh, i don't know where to where the season's gonna be four weeks into it you know the teams that that we're expecting uh to come back and do well um you know just may not be there i don't know yeah yeah i don't know i kind of look at it like uh historic coach norman dale Mm -hmm. of uh you know the the of hickory you know, our, our team's on the court. You know, you, you got to go, you know, your team's on the field. And yeah. it's funny because, like, remember heading in and Adrian Peterson was the big story and he's they, he's not – he didn't play, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, and that was the story for, you know, a minute and then you got to play the game. You moved on, right. You got to and, – and, you know, I think that's how this is going to be. I think people may blame Brady's – I think he'll have a down season Yeah. on that. I think he's going to have a down season because he's old. Right. And because <laughs> he may not have the tools around him that he used to have, uh, which made him arguably a, a really, really good system quarterback, which mm-hmm. I've talked about at length. <laughs> um, but I, I, I think anymore, there's always those distractions for teams. Sure. There's always those distractions. But there's some, like you mentioned, high, big name players. Right. And is there a team that's positioned to take advantage of kind of the shakeups that are going on around the league that's, you know, that are going to all of a sudden pop up in week four because, you know, Brady wasn't there to save the Patriots, you know? I, I think you're going to see teams like Minnesota. Yeah. I think you're going to see teams like Pittsburgh mm-hmm. um, being able uh, now Pittsburgh's had some injuries already in spring training yeah. at, at the tight end position, but uh, I, I think you're going to see those rise up. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be about time that you know we see the Tony Romo experiment in Dallas go away. Mark Jordan, <laughs> maybe so. Here's my prediction. Oh Don't no, be... another prediction. Oh, no, 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 no. You no, spell out the whole season for us. No, no, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to worry about Dallas, the NF or the AFC East, and Brady. And hey, two teams. Mm-hmm. Just keep your eye on the Oakland. I'm going straight California here. Oakland Raiders, Los Angeles Rams. Now, mm-hmm. don't be surprised if both of those teams are at least three and one after four games. But who's going to be the quarterback for the Rams? Doesn't matter. They'll be three and one. At There's least. injury issues there. There's injury issues. All right, all right. Well, guys, <laughs> it has been a fun grab bag. We've made it uh, on time, which is, is crazy to think. But we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I'm going to test these guys' Olympic event. when they turn out the light, I didn't know just what was going on when all my guts were telling me to run a stop around all right guys i am super excited about this it's been a while since we've had a game show fellas and we've got a doozy 
Olympics are exciting, and it feels like every year there's more and more sports that they add to the games, right? Tons of them. And it's exciting to, to see some of the newer sports. I mean, it's golf is back, right? Uh, but there's other sports that uh, they're trying to get a, you know do away with, like wrestling, which is like it's ludicrous. a hallmark of, right. of, of the Olympics. Um, but there have been some sports that have gone away over the years. So I'm going to list an Olympic event. You have to tell me if it's something I made up or a <laughs> defunct Olympic event at some point in history. Are you ready? Ready. <laughs> Olympic event that no longer exists was something I made up. I'm going to start with you, Mark Jordan. Tug of war. Oh, that's a uh, it, it defunct. It existed, right? Yeah. You are correct. You are correct. It's a staple of of war. early modern Olympics. Tug of war made an appearance at five consecutive games from 1900 to 1920. Teams consisted of five to eight members, and countries could enter more than one team, which led the U.S. to take gold, silver, and bronze at the 1904 St. Louis Games. Yeah. I mean, we did that at summer camp. If we did it at summer camp, it had to be an Olympic event. (laughs) Oh, totally. All right. So 1-0. Over to you, Pete. Yeah. Rope climb. Rope climb. How would you even judge a rope climb? I'm going to say no. From ah. 1896 to 1932, the rope climb was an Olympic <laughs> sport. There's no pictures they have for that, but it was an Olympic sport. It must have oh. been a, like a timed event or something? Get to the top fast? Probably. Or, oh, yeah, wow. Probably. Oh. <laughs> All right. So next one. So it's 1-0. This okay. is to you, Mark. The parachute. I'm going to say made up. Made up. Yeah. You don't remember the parachute from like grade school, and you try to get in rhythm, and the little you throw the pink, the puff balls and get them to bounce. <laughs> it is an amazing gym gym activity, but it is not and has never been an Olympic sport. Two to zero right now. Oh my god, I got work to do. <laughs> Peter. Yes. Motorboating. <laughs> Isn't that a country song? <laughs> <laughs> oh, if it was, you and I would be... Um, no, I, I don't believe motorboating was ever a, an Olympic sport. Motorboating made just one appearance as a medal sport in the Olympics to disastrous results in 1908. Oh, my there God. Were three, no three categories of competition and nine races scheduled, but due to weather, just three races took place. They were all duds with just one boat finished in each, primarily due to gale force winds blowing around in the event. Now, the speeds only average around 19 miles per hour. So they <laughs> deemed it unfit for a wow. competition. Thrilling. That's a, that sounds thrilling. Two to zero. Back to you, Mark Jordan. Hopscotch. Wow. <laughs> I feel like this is... I'm, I'm going to be embarrassed for however I answer here. I'm going to say... Yes, that was an event, but now defunct. Nope, I made that up. Oh. I made that up. <laughs> so, so it's still 2-0. All right, over to you, Peter. All right. Balloon ball. Oh, no. Balloon ball. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds made up, J.D. Final answer? Final answer. It is made up. It oh, is made right. up. Yes. <laughs> two to <laughs> one. All right, back to you, Jordan. <laughs> Tandem cycling Ooh. that's biking that's, on tandem bikes i'll say that was real at some point yeah. it was real it was a stable for so long the 2000 meter tandem cycling event 
debuted in 1908 and then reappeared again in 1920 to 1972. Uh, yeah. 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 All right. So it is three to one. Yep. Are you ready, Peter? I'm ready. Give it to me. Solo synchronized swimming. Oh, my God. I feel like I actually read about this. I'm going to say it was a sport. It was from 84 to 1992. <laughs> it, it was determined who's the best solo synchronized swimmers on Earth. So basically, imagine a ballerina doing ice skating routine, but in the water. Right. That's what that was. Synchronized with their own imagination. Yes, exactly. So are we at 2-2? Two, two? We're at 3-2. Three 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 two. Two. All right, all right. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're down the home stretch. Mark, okay. scar jungling. Jeez, uh, it, it sounds too weird to be. I'll say it was a real event. Uh, basically a Scandinavian version of speed sit-ups that I made up. It does not exist. <laughs> 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 Foiled again. <laughs> All right. All right. Pete? Yep. Weightlifting. Weightlifting one hand lift. Oh wow. I'm only because didn't oh, wasn't like arm wrestling actually a, a, a sport too. I'm gonna say it I'm gonna say yeah, that's that was real. It was in the modern games in 1896, one-handed oh. lift. Handed lift. <laughs> All right. Back to you, Mark. What, what's the tally? 3-3, three, three, I believe. Three. Roller hockey. Ooh. I'll say, uh, boy, howdy. Roller hockey. Made up. It was in the 1992 <laughs> Summer Olympics. No! Who does that? (laughs) I know, right? And for all the marbles, Pete. Yeah. Live pigeon shooting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. Cruelty to animals was not such a big deal back in the day. I'm going to say it was a real event. Featured only once in the 1900 yes. Paris Olympics, competitors were tasked with shooting down as many live pigeons as they could and were eliminated after they missed twice. Now, the sole winner of the event's history was a Belgian shooter, Leon de London, who gunned down 21 birds. A gruesome mess. The sport was discontinued. Oh, wow. So wow. from behind, Pete crosses yes. the finish line. Oh, somebody's got to shoot those pigeons. <laughs> well done. Well done. Well, we're going to take a, a quick break, and with a uh, new song, relatively new, it's been out just uh, a couple months. Um, love this song. Probably everybody's heard it, but I'm going to play it anyways. From the Avet Brothers, the song is Ain't No Man. There ain't no man can't save me. There ain't no man can't enslave me. Ain't no man a man that can change the shape my soul is in. There ain't nobody here who can cause me pain or raise my fear Cause I got only love to share If you're looking for truth, I'm proof you'll find it there You got to serve something, ain't that right? I know it gets dark, but there's always a light You don't have to buy in to get into the club 
trade your worries You gotta show up if you wanna be seen If it matters to you, ma, it matters to me I'm gonna fall hard, yeah, I know I am When the clouds crack up, I laugh with them There ain't no man can save me There ain't no man can enslave me Ain't no man or man that can change the shape my soul is in There ain't nobody here who can cause me pain or raise my fear Cause I got only love to share If you're looking for truth, I'm proof you'll find it there You say you look funny, I say you're a star I say you're whatever you think you are Watch a naysayers fall right in line If we believe it, they'll say She is so pretty he is so fine There ain't no man can't save me There ain't no man can enslave me Ain't no man or man that can change the shape my soul is in There ain't nobody here who can cause me pain or raise my fear Our six-pack of questions, and we are going to start out with you, Peter. Yes. I went and saw Suicide Squad. Okay. I thought it was great. I really, really enjoyed it. And, you know, there's some people who saw it and didn't like it. It went in different directions. I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. Are there any panned movies that critics just destroyed that you actually enjoyed? Oh, wow. Um... <laughs> and I saw you grimacing. I feel like you watched Suicide Squad and didn't like it. I, I haven't seen it, actually. And I was grimacing because I'm, I'm feeling so behind on my, my summer movie watching. Children do that. that. Children do that, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, there was a movie years ago that I saw with a friend, and we were the only two in the theater just laughing our heads off. And it was a movie called Very Bad Things. And it was just a movie. <laughs> it was a movie about. A uh, bunch of guys on a bachelor party, and one bad yes. thing leads to another, and they're I remember bur- they're burying bodies and hiding things from their wives, and it's just awful. And we just thought it was so dark and you know disturbing that we couldn't help but laugh, and it got just ripped and panned. But <laughs> I, I did enjoy that one. Yeah, Mark, do you have any? <laughs> it's gonna take me a second, so I don't don't you know don't wait for for me to think no, of it but right. i feel like i feel like a lot of the um just slapstick stupid stuff right I some gonna, have, now yeah i was gonna say some now some have gotten better reviews so I, that's a thing like it's a mixed bag but there has been a lot of the slapstick stuff that's usually like oh that's just eighth grade toilet humor and i'm like oh that's great so it's, up my it's right up my alley i yeah. felt that way about basketball and I yeah saw that oh in yeah movie theater i thought that was amazing I love yeah, it. Yeah. All right, Mark, would you paint your face for an NFL preseason game? Preseason game? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Why not? I've done it for uh, I've done it for I did it once for a college game and it, that was pretty benign, so yeah, why not? All right, Peter, what story are you following closest this NFL preseason? Oh my gosh, what am I following? <laughs> um Again, having an eight-month-old baby keeps me away from from following a lot of stories. Um, oh boy, you know, for me, just being a a homer, um, I'm I'm really interested in how Teddy's going to do in his third year here with the Vikings. It, it you know, it's it feels like this is like the make-or-break moment for him. Yep. Um, and after literally decades of just quarterback shuffling um i would just be 
over the moon if he settles in. There you go. Oh, guys, we have something special. Another special thing today. We have a mini game. It's mini game time. And we're going to go back and forth and rapid fire until you can't come up with an answer. But we're going to talk about sports movies starring Kevin Costner. You can't repeat it. We're going to start with you, Peter. Go. Tin Cup. Mark. Bill of Dreams. Pete. Oh, uh, uh, oh, draft day. Mark. Waterworld. No! <laughs> no! no it, yes, that's a sports movie. No, it's... No jet skis. No yeah, jet skis. <laughs> no, no solo synchronized swimming. No. All right. You are the winner again, Pete. Congratulations. All right. And I'm going to go to you, Pete. Last time you drank a macro brew. Oh, uh, well, it was just, it, uh, yeah, um, not last weekend, but the weekend before, um, cabin weekend with the guys. Uh, we did drink a lot of Toppling Goliath, as I said, um, but we started the weekend with Coors Light because it, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous amounts of Coors Light. So, yeah. And last question over to you, Mark Jordan. Cubs cards. It could be heating up, and it could also be heating up in the Jordan household. Apparel-wise, where are your children's allegiance? <laughs> depends on who depends on who's monitoring them at the moment. Uh, since, since my wife usually has that uh, duty, it's usually Cubs stuff. So yeah. All right, all right. Well, that brings us close to the station. When we come back, we're going to have our last call. So stick around. Our last call, and guys, we got a, a few good stories, and I'm going to start off because uh, uh, there's only you can only go up from here. Uh, and Arkansas, <laughs> Arkansas, and Little Rock. This oh is no! Back in your home area, Mark. No. An Arkansas, <laughs> what have we done? An Arkansas dad shared a story of how his family learned a messy lesson. Basically, do not, under any circumstances, let your Roomba run over dog poop. Oh, no. No. Yeah. no. Yeah, there's doggy do in the living room, and the family had gone to bed, not even realizing it. Uh, it started at 1.30, and the house ended up spreading, rather than cleaning, the dog's droppings all around the house. <laughs> the the guy, Jesse Newton, said, so begins the poop pooptastrophe. Oh, my God. The poopocalypse. The poopening, he said. Um, if you have a Roomba, please rid yourself of all distraction and absorb Everything I'm about to tell you, he says, do not under any circumstances let your Roomba run over dog poop. If the unthinkable does happen and your Roomba, Roomba runs over dog poop, stop it immediately and do not let it continue the cleaning cycle. Because if it happens, it will spread the dog poop over every conceivable surface within reach, resulting in a home <laughs> that results a Jackson Pollock poop painting. Oh it is gosh. all over furniture, legs, kids' toy boxes. It, 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 it It's everywhere. So... Roomba failed to survive his cleanup efforts, and he said one bright spot in the poopy story was that the Hamaker Schemmler, who I think produces the Roomba, informed them that the device was covered with a lifetime warranty and would be replaced. Nice. Yeah, this is why you can't trust your robots to do your chores. <laughs> exactly. You just end up with a crappy situation. All yeah. right. We're going to go over to you, Mark. What do you got? 
Uh, it's, you know, anytime a uh, anytime something that you typically only see in a cartoon uh, comes to real life, it's got to be worth a little bit of a chuckle. Uh, location undisclosed, but uh, video footage is circulating of a boy in the um, emergency room. Evidently, uh, he was around the house and swallowed a dog toy. And yeah, so not dog crap at least. So dog toy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but a dog toy. But uh, with the classic. Uh, evidently lodged just in the perfect spot. Every little breath he takes, and there's video footage of it out there for those who want to uh, search it out. It's got this squeak, so he's kind of <laughs> so kind of kind of sad, but funny in the same same uh, in the same vein. So yeah, nice. that's, that's what I got. Ooh. So his mom his mom can't uh, can't lose him that way. That's right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, what do you got, Pete? Well, sometimes stories just write themselves. You know, you don't <laughs> have to do much work. <clears throat> this is Dateline, Lancaster, Ohio. I'll just read the headline, and it paints a picture. Monkey in diaper attacks Walmart employee. <laughs> <clears throat> what? <laughs> a diaper-wearing monkey was photographed running around the parking lot of a Walmart in Lancaster, Ohio, and attacking an employee. Police said the pampered primate escaped when its owner opened her RV trailer door, of course. <laughs> <laughs> a, store, a store employee's attempt to capture the monkey near the shopping cart area was caught on tape by a bystander. The man got close. The monkey jumped from the metal railing and grabbed the employee's arm and clothing. The woman who owns the monkey yelled, let him go, let him go. If he bites you, they'll put him down. The woman... <laughs> The woman then grabbed the monkey's hand and walked it back to the RV. Uh, (laughs) I mean, you go to Walmart almost. (laughs) I I mean, sometimes you just go there for the scenery. You know what I mean? I I would have hit. You hit the gold if you see this. (laughs) No kidding. Oh, my gosh. All right, gentlemen. That is a show. I thank you guys so much. Uh, Mark, you need to brush up on your Kevin Costner. Uh, oh. <laughs> but uh, you, know, you can always follow us on Twitter at two beers in the number two. You can email us at jd at two beers in dot beer or go to our website and listen to past episodes at the number two beers in dot beer. Thank you so much, fellas. Thank you. Thanks, JD. No! <laughs> what have we done?